Me off mic and you just saying sort like Schwarzenegger. Mic. Chewing, eating chips into the mic. That's what people want to hear, mic. right? They do want to hear chip mic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it is February 26th currently. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to like keep a, a an log. eye on time yeah. because we are going to do some pre-tapings of episodes. Sure. We're going to do time traveling. Uh-huh. And I just need to keep my brain centered in what day of the week uh, it is in this reality. Much like Lost. Much like Lost. But don't worry, we're not going to talk about Lost I again. I think right we now. talked about Lost for 20 minutes last time. It's a great and, and you know what? First off, I think that, that was show. great. Uh-huh. Second off, I don't think it's the first time that we've done it on the pod. Really? I think that there's another time that we did a whole divergence on specifically explaining the ending of Lost. Really? It is not wow, the that's fir- crazy that I don't remember. It's, it's not the first time we've done it. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I haven't received any complaints, so I can only assume that the people love it. So, Great. like, in another 30 episodes, I'm going to explain Lost to you again. It's, like, at every 30? Every 30! Man, that's wild. You think we talked about that? Yes. Wow. Yep. I... Yeah. I'm not going to go and check, but I, I was, you know, I was thinking after mm-hmm. last week, I was like, like that we've done that time. before. It's, it's, it feel, like, kind of familiar, but then, like, I was like, like has Lost. that just been, yeah. But then I was like, was that just a conversation we had? Oh, we've... I mean, we have, how many times have we, we talked about that? We have had the conversation uh, privately several <laughs> times. Oh, God. It has come. This is lore between the two of us. Is this but the it is the loop I'm living in. I just we like, sort of also forget and then you publicly re-explain. discussed the ending of Lost at least twice at this point. This is what aging is. Right. But right here. Yeah. Right now. You're just living in that yeah. age brain. All right. Well,. Great. How are you doing today well, on this February day? It's, it's February 26th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? I don't know. Oh. Sure. Um, I thought we were just roll. I mean, we should check. It was, it's not. It's the 27th. It's, you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. <laughs> you were very confident. And if you know confidence one thing, I will follow key. confidence. You will follow confidence. And it is not a good quality about me. No. I've gotten very <laughs> you, lost. You, yeah. I've walked like 20 miles out of the way by following our very confident friend. Um, oh, yes. Went hiking. Uh, and I have confidently knocked off the fan of the van. Like right. I knocked a moonroof because two old men. They were confident. Very confidently told me I could fit into a spot, I, into a parking garage where I was very certain I couldn't fit. But we've also so talked confident. about this on the pod a few yeah. times. A- about that, the, that, incident that incident or about, okay. That incident. Well, but now we're, yeah. we're talking no, no, about no, it through it's a, in a different light, context. Through yeah. the lights of uh, my right. um, foolish. I'm just keeping track now. Yeah, I'm just foolishly, I follow. The confident men. The confident. Uh, I think that we're going to very confidently go play a show in Mexico last minute. That is currently the plan, yeah. So, um, I don't know. We you should, Last night you texted me, do you want to add a show in Mexico? Yeah. You got someone trying to set something up, right? Yeah. Correct? Yep. And it's Monterey? So um, if, if you happen to be in Monterey, Mexico, listening to this, um, there's a very... March 13th or 14th. There's a chance. Fingers crossed So 14th. you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. We might be uh, in your town, which is pretty cool. I had a um, sound installation that uh, showed in Monterey oh. this year, but I couldn't 
I didn't go because it's far. Um, I've never been to Mexico. So I, I think that would be really cool. I, I would like to visit. There's a science gallery. Uh, that's the organization they have. Oh, sweet. In a Monterey. Uh, yeah, spot. I forgot that. I forgot that it was Monterey. I mean, yeah. like that sounds. I think it sounds like a good idea. It sounds like a good idea to me. I'm pretty on board with anything that makes me go to a place I've never been, especially one that is like, uh, well, a full country I've never. It's it's crazy to me that I've never been to Mexico, even though we border it. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Michigan's a lot closer to Canada, so we it's Much easier. Closer. Yeah. And I've gone to Canada many times, but still, I've been I've we've gone to El Paso and seen Mexico right. from the other side. Um, and yeah, I don't know. My family they used to go to Mexico in the eighties. There was cool. like an eighties Krinskys in Mexico time. There was like a house. Cocaine Krinskys. I guess I don't know what they were doing down there, but um, they used to go all the time, and they would uh, they have all these stories. And then I think that like once they stopped going, they were like, we're done with Mexico. I don't know. There was nothing bad. They were just like, no, eh, everyone had already it. yeah they had gone yeah. to Mexico a bunch, and so like it was a new phase, and I was not on this earth for the Mexico phase. So I just got like teased with the memories for a while. <laughs> well, now you can, maybe you can reignite. Yeah, the perhaps. passion for Mexico. Or I could just, uh, you know, I want to take it back. I want to, re- yeah, reclaim. My, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, that nope. sounds bad. I just want to go to Mexico. Yeah, That's we're just going to go. I would like to go uh, and play a show. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like a sweet thing because we'll be set up with a, like, basically a professional tour guide that'll, yeah. like, take us everywhere. And... We'll find out. I mean, um, w- by the next episode, we'll tell you guys if it's really happening. Yeah. And um, otherwise, though, if you live most other places in America, except for the East and West Coast, man, we're skipping the coast right now. We'll, right. we'll be there. We're doing. But not on this one. This um, is what a proper tour body looks like. That's, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We will be uh, in Austin, Texas. We're playing a South by Southwest uh, showcase. It's at the Half Step, um, mm-hmm. and it's going to be on March 12th. March 12th. So, uh, very excited. If you have other shows that you want to add a cool band on, if you're a band that plays shows or books shows in Austin, um, we might be able to add one more around that time. So, uh, reach out to us. Reach out. And then the rest of the tour I'm gonna starts. I'm going to blast the tour dates. Sure. Because right? we've been doing us, the tour dates at the see end us live. of episodes. Um, it, our first tour outside of South by, or tour, sorry. Our first date outside of South by is Omaha. All right, and then that's on March sixteenth. March March sixteenth. You want to just blast through? Yeah, them? I'm gonna I'm gonna blast March sixteenth right. in Omaha at the Reverb, the seventeenth in Lawrence, Kansas. I'm gonna do states too. I've I've had some people like comment like Where, I don't know city? states. Okay, you know, uh, so Lawrence, Kansas, we're playing the replay. Wichita, Kansas, on the eighteenth, we're playing at Kirby's. March eighteenth. March eighteenth. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. March nineteenth, we are doing Denver, uh, Colorado, at D three Arts Collective. The twentieth, we're in Laramie, Wyoming, at the Collective. The twenty first, we're in Salt Lake City, Utah, at the Beehive. The twenty second, we get into Boise to do Tree Fort, and we have official shows on the 24th, 25th, and 26th. And we need to see if we're doing like a showcase as well outside of that. That's 
for us later. Uh, the 27th, Rexburg, Idaho at the basement. The 28th, Missoula, Montana at the Zach. The 29th, Moscow, Idaho at Hungadunga. The 30th, Seattle, Washington uh, at uh, Connor Byrne. Uh, the 31st, uh, Portland, Oregon at No Fun. And then we cross into April. April 1st in Bend, Oregon at Silver Moon. Uh, the 2nd in Butte, Montana at the Carpenters Union Hall. The 3rd in Jackson, Wyoming at Pinky G's. The 4th in Casper, Wyoming at the Bourgeois Pig. The 5th in Rapid City, South Dakota at the Gutter Show Collective. Uh, the 6th in Bismarck, North Dakota at Rhythm Records. The 7th in Grand Forks at Ohada. The 8th in Minneapolis at the Amsterdam, Minneapolis, Minnesota. The 9th in Duluth, Minnesota. It's actually St. Paul. St. Paul, the Twin Cities. Uh, Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, the 9th in Duluth, Minnesota at, is it? Jade House? Jade Fountain. It's Jade a house Fountain. show, but the house is called Jade Fountain. Perfect. Uh, the 10th in Eau Claire, Wisconsin at Brick House. The 11th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at Cactus Club. The 12th in Joliet, Illinois at the Donut. The 13th in Lafayette, Indiana at The Spot. The 14th in Indianapolis, Indiana at Healer. The 15th in St. Louis, Missouri at Heavy Anchor. The 16th in Louisville, Kentucky at Magbar. The 17th in Knoxville, Kentucky at Lowercase. The 18th in Cincinnati, Ohio at The Comet. The 19th in Columbus, Ohio at Spacebar. The 20th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Collision. The 21st in Akron, Ohio at The Cave. The 22nd in Toledo, Ohio at Wichita Tavern. No. Ottawa Tavern. You got I, it. I, you always want to call no, it Wichita I've been Tavern. Killing, I've been on stream. Mm -hmm. I remember. Ottawa, yes. Ottawa, Ottawa. Uh-huh. I get on pod. It's just that that's that place has been, um, we always say live at Ottawa Tavern. And then right. I don't know why recently we've been name, renaming it. Well, my brain is scrambled mush. Oh, it's that. Yeah. It's because of the scrambled mush brain. I see. Um, <laughs> Speaking of scrambled mush brain, like you're all going to see the title of the, actually, I'm going to title it Secret Band because <laughs> I don't want, I want to talk about Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, you guys. Is, Scott's gone totally rogue. I don't know why this episode is going the way it's going. Um, we're going to work it out right now um, for some reason. I think it's great content. That is the reason. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, we we're breaking all of all rules. All the rules. Limp Biscuit has like a giant fan base. Huge fan base. They're very well known. They're a famous band. Two um, million views on the new track. I mean, but their old stuff probably has hundreds and hundreds oh yeah of yeah, millions yeah yeah of billions. Of oh, plays. billions and billions and billions. Yeah. But um, I want to re-examine my relationship with Limp Bizkit. Did you previously have a relationship? Kind with of. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that we're, might we're explain. Gonna, like, we're gonna just like go through the whole the whole cycle. Okay. But first off, mm -hmm. oh, also, I um, <laughs> I basically I have heard the new Limp Bizkit single, and then I got an idea, which is I want to talk about Limp Bizkit without doing 
any res no deep dives, no Wikipedia looking up, just a pure stream of thought on like everything that I remember about Limp Biscuit for okay. the last 25 years. Do you have a deep memory of Limp Biscuit? Because I, 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 I know you, purely not- like the, t- the, you know, I know the reason behind the name. Right, terrible. And that's basically it. I think I listened to a few songs in high school uh-huh. and thought they were bad. Right, they're bad. And um, then you showed me a song now, and um, I guess we're going to have a fight because I think it's still bad. It is still bad, but okay. it also slaps. Mm. Oh, it! the riff is so sick. Okay, yeah, the ba- if you take out... Oh, so, like... The production is cool. Yeah. And the the riff is Fred Durst cool. is terrible. He's if one you, of the worst human beings on planet Earth. Everything else about it is so bad. Oh, and by everything else you mean the Fred song. Durst. The so- what makes a song the song? The every other part of the song but one riff. <laughs> well, I mean I think that it is the riff is the song. It's just mm. a riff and Fred Durst. That's where, well, I would say it's Fred Durst and a riff. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, but I think I'm So we seeing... take Fred Durst out. Sure. It is the song, so I would say he's, his contribution is more the song uh-huh. than the riff. Huh. And the riff, I guess we can, okay, we can come together and say the riff. The riff is fucking sick. The riff is cool. There's mm. good depth to uh-huh. the production. Ooh, look at that. Mm-hmm. But um, the song, what I would consider the song, was not good. So I think that we have to be on the same team, hmm. the same motherfucking same team. He did say that. That is yeah. one of the lyrics. That is one of the lyrics. Yeah. And people are, you know what? And Bitches then he did are like asking a... for a sound check. Uh-huh. Well, here's a sound check, bitch. Okay, he's he's just quoting the song now. Mm-hmm. It's very bad. I don't. I'm very. I'm perplexed. So for uh, this has been <laughs> for several for like a week now. Every time I see you, you're like, "Did you listen to the Limp Biscuit song?" And uh-huh. I've been like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you built it up for so long that I really kind of expected because we had the like Doritos and Fritos thing where uh-huh. like we both thought Hundred Gex like yeah man bad mixes and hard to listen to what's mm-hmm. up with them and then they did the Doritos and Fritos right, and they're like this awesome. is awesome uh-huh. so I was expecting that by how you talked it up and I did not feel that uh-huh. about this uh, piece of uh, this new work right. um, released by right. the artist and I think there's like a degree of nostalgia and the thing is so the thing is is I have hated Limp Biscuit for 20 years you have hated oh I never enjoyed Limp Did you Biscuit. Ev- you never loved. I never loved, but the thing is, is that I grew up in a horrible garbage place. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that for horrible garbage people, Limp Biscuit is very important. Sure. The uh, the like frustrated fourteen uh, year old white boys of America need Limp, l- they require Limp, Limp Biscuit. Biscuit. Okay. And. So for a, we could say, foundational part of my uh, emotional development, Mm -hmm. it's like idiot boys who would then, like, bully me. There would be, like, rolling, rolling, rolling on in the background Uh while I just got, like, 
titty twistered and like sure. spitballed and so all of that. Somehow, do you have like a weird like uh, what's the kidnapping syndrome? Stockholm. You, yeah, are you like Stockholm syndrome, or you're like, oh, nostalgic? Ow, why does my body hurt as I listen to it? But yeah, well, it's like so. It's like a it's like a negative nostalgia. Uh, I don't know if that's still nostalgia. I feel like there's a, another word for it, and it might be trauma. Sure, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? Actually, maybe we could just reframe trauma as negative, negative n- nostalgia. <laughs> See, that's, that's you sure I'm, did. You just did that I, for I just, yourself. I, just, I, I think that I think that I fucking nailed it. I think that like therapy accomplished. Uh-huh, you what did if it. we just called it negative reverse nostalgia? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah. get we remove. <laughs> ourselves from the situation and we Uh remove the negative connotations opposite nostalgia opposite Uh uh-huh uh-huh what's it called when you like inverted 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 nostalgia nostalgia. that really takes away inverted nostalgia because if you say um reverse or negative right it it kind of like it does like one is good and the other is bad inverted nostalgia yes this is although wait um problem okay inverted inverted nostalgia would mean it's also futuristic so there was something like well, no, because I'm seeing into the future. You At the same time, I'm in the past. The I'm trapped in the past. Oh, it's bad. Roll and roll and roll. I got a motherfucking chainsaw. Like, I know <laughs> all of the Limp Bizkit songs. Why? I know every single one. I know every single Limp Bizkit song. But the thing is, is there's like, oh, there's little tiny Scott. I'm like, oh, he's not having a good time because, like, North Dakota is not the environment for this sensitive boy. Right. Okay? Uh, <laughs> but in the future... Future me, uh-huh. who is awesome and has like had sex sure. and like all of those things, and uh, like had a job where I just saw titties every day, you know, yeah, got tired of to, titties. Yeah, we both got tired of titties, <laughs> you know, like there's all of this. And I have heard this limp biscuit and went, you know what? I kind of get it. Wait, I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> You're still you're saying that little you is looking into the, In the future, future, but the future is now. The future is now. Hmm. Okay. All right. We'll run with it. We'll give you this for now. Okay. Uh-huh. So your inverted nostalgia, uh huh, is part of what is informing it your is part of hot what... take today. Yeah. Well, because I think that you know, in the in the this is obviously not as good as Doritos and Fritos. But the thing is, is that we both have a more intimate relationship with 100 Gex because it's like we've heard all of the 100 Gex discography. I haven't heard all of it. You've heard oh. all of it? Oh, I've heard all of it. Okay. I'm kind of like spiritually younger than you. Yeah, you're, you're hang very up. on the internet. I'm very online. That so, is you. you know, <laughs> people send me, I've heard all of the 100 Gex. Uh-huh. I know all of it. I know all their videos. One with the fly, big scissors, all okay. of it. All right. Very familiar. Uh, so wait, you're saying that makes us closer to the excitement when we find a really, but the song is really good. It's not like okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Free, I mean, in no, my no, yeah, yeah, obviously for sure. I'm subjective. doing a qualifier here. Uh-huh. I so I recognize Limp Biscuit, hot garbage, terrible. Yes. Fred Durst is so bad. Uh-huh. He's but he's kind of like so is bad. He's so bad. That it wraps around, because I'm also like, I know the entire career trajectory of Fred Durst, because he like retired from music to do movies. He, he like, he... Is Fred Durst the same name as the murderer? Yes. 
Is it? Is it is also it, Fred? It, There's a Durst on HBO. No, it's Robert where they catch, Durst. Okay, it's Robert Durst. I think I've no always confused the two. You have, <laughs> like, perhaps fair on enough the, because you know what? Yeah. Um, he also murdered you with a motherfucking chainsaw. Oh God, he's quoting the song again, people. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> wait, is that this song or was this a? No, no, no. That's an old hit. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know if I know the old. Maybe th- I'm coming from an unfair place. Right. But I thought that was a bad song. Chocolate Starfish <laughs> and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Huge record. That's the name? Of the the big hit Limp Biscuit album huh. from 1999, yes. All right. Okay, so you're coming from some sort of weird past where you were tortured by the hot garbage, but now you understand. It. Tell, tell me about how it wraps back around for you. So Make me I have been uh, working on loosening my mind. Okay. Okay. Well, no, I think that like we're at we're crossing into like forty episodes of this podcast. Okay. Uh-huh. And I think that there is a degree of a psychological hardness that comes with like experiencing like art, music, experiences, you know, if we're just dealing with There's a, a psychological hardness. Um what do you mean by that? So, like a, like a, a judgment? A judgment. Well, yeah, I would say that comes with yes, experiencing art and music, but I think the bigger part is life, right? Like Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Experiencing life makes you like a inflexible. Yeah, it makes you um when yeah things happen and then you try to figure out ways to shield yourself from um negative Pain and yeah. negative consequence yeah. and inverted yeah. nostalgia right right, right so right, right, right. and yes so i've been i've been kind of on a mission and a journey uh, i think i and i think it's really important i think especially if we're like kind of like reaching into our target demo of like 30 year olds who are like you know, just kind of where the demo lies. Are you our target? Uh, is it the target? It's just where we're landing. Uh, yeah, I think it's where this we're landing. This is where we're landing. No. Uh, I keep landing, you know, I look at all of the metrics and I'm like, oh, look at all these 30-year-olds. But here's the thing, 30-year-olds, you have all gotten so lame so fast. Arguably the fastest path to lames. And I was on a quick path to lame. Were you? I think so. You mean working like boring job? Boring job. Where you got sick of music. titties. I got sick of titties. I don't even know if we've explained that. We were just doing both doing sound for burlesque shows sometimes. We, we were doing right. sound for a lot of shows, but sometimes it was often burlesque. And yeah, it got to the point where it's like, I'm unex. I just right. seen these titties so many times. Uh, it means nothing. It, it's just, there's, there's a point in your life where, because uh, I was like 25 years old, okay? And every week, like, multiple times a week it's just like titties and 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 i'm working uh like front of house and i have to go like you know work on stage and whatever and it's like you know it's just like there's titties all around me Mm -hmm. and the thing i'm a a professional you're a professional i'm a professional i've witnessed your professional and an ally yes so you know i'm 
It's not like Scott a, there's Murphy, professional it, it, ally. ally. There's <laughs> never a moment I wasn't just like, ooh, titties, you know? I was always like, I'm this is I'm a professional and like there are titties around me and like that is fine, you know? <laughs> uh and and it just kind of well, like maybe sank. that's your problem. Maybe you needed to have a not outwardly, right? But inwardly, woohoo, woo! Dance. But no, no, no. I mean, I think that that's bad. You can't be inwardly. Can mm. you be inwardly? I don't know. I'm trying to think about that as I said it. Yeah, actually, it's bad. No, I'm not sure no. because to totally lose that is sad. Right. right? I don't know. But, okay, jury's out on ooh titties on the inside. Definitely not on the outside. Professional ally, right? But I don't know whether. But if it's you're good. working. In a titty environment. Yeah, will it inform your, your behavior if you're too ooh titties? Because I the think inside? so. The thing is, is that I would work with men who were definitely internally. I feel like woo they were titties. Externally well, wooed. but that's the thing. Well, you're saying it. D- the internal affects the external, and right. vice versa. I, but I'm not sure they were trying to have a wall between the two. Uh huh. If we're talking about the same man. I mean, there are several men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Regardless, you were 25. 25. There's all these titties. Right. And I just couldn't help but think about how sad it would be to have a a 13 or 14 year old version of me time travel into the future and, and be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And then, you know, you, you're like, well, I mean, you're working in audio. You're working shows. Um, you see titties every day. You you, you hear that little thirteen year old? Yeah. Like you you do see titties every day, you and see, you you're see doing new titties. Uh-huh. All of the different kind of titties, right. and then little thirteen year old you is like, "Whoa, titties! Is it fucking awesome? How are titties? <laughs> you know?" And you're like, "Um, boring." <laughs> it uh, it means nothing. Yeah, that's sad. Isn't it sad? Yeah, it is sad. So the thing is, is that like, so Limp Biscuit is uh-huh. the the woo titties of music. We're totally. gonna lift it off the ground, bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's stupid. It's just like looking at titties and going woo titties. Fred Durst is fifty five years old now, uh-huh. something like that, and that is a man that still goes woo titties, right? For sure. You don't think there's any internal or external, uh, like, softening of the feeling of woo titties. But with that, there's a question: Is is did, did your external softening actually affect your internal ability to feel? Absolutely. Woo-titty? Okay. Okay. I think so. Uh huh. I I think that there's a separation, and so as a as I uh, become older and I try to. Uh, and and I've been journeying through a. I want to experience joy again. Oh, you how know, nice. and and this podcast and like finding new music and like kind of like reopening those neural pathways and enjoying me because I mean it wasn't just titties that I lost the love for. It was also music, <laughs> right? Yes, you know, because yeah. you're just like ah, oh, music and like shows and like all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. like when I was twenty, I would go to shows. I'd be like, this is the best thing ever i love shows i love live music i love going and seeing bands hell yeah bands and titties yeah i mean there's a lot of things going on when you're like fall you're falling in love for the first time with bands and titties and maybe like 
humans and then humans that disappoint you and then all the things disappoint you and then you're just externally and internally um unenthused yeah oh absolutely so like oh and then uh, and it's not just me i think that it's like i see it like culturally yeah and like especially like within an age group and the thing is i guess now that i think of it some of my friends that are the most well like still stoked on yeah, I, I think yeah. that all of the, the general like being able to like get really excited for things. Yeah, it kind of come from that. Kind of comes from like a naive place. Yes, which is like lovable, but also hard to re. Yeah, you know, dig up. Uh huh. So. Okay. The Zen of Fred Durst. Here, like here, like hear me out. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that this song, which is stupid, it's bad, and it just like it goes wicka wicka, and he and he and he does like the check one two, like all the fucking dumb Fred Durst stuff. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is that he is fifty five years old. I I think is the approximate. Again, I have not looked up any Limp Biscuit facts. Yeah, but he's about a fifty five year old man. Uh huh. Fred Durst has never lost the enthusiasm to be Fred Durst, to embrace, like, this naive, teenage, idiot thing. Right, he's not, like, reinventing the career. He's not reinventing, he's not doing that. And the thing is that, like, this song, as dumb and arguably horrible as it is, is not inauthentic. Uh-huh. The th- that's like I think that's the thing. It's not Fred Durst like going like I'm gonna cash in on Limp Biscuit. This is just Fred Durst existing. You fully believe? You think this is uh? It's his, yes. Uh, this is his heart. I, I mean, this soul. is this is as enthusiastic. Yeah. For titties mm-hmm. as the Limp Biscuit material from 25 years ago. Yeah. And I think that that is beautiful. And I think that we all have to be a little bit more like Fred Durst. A little, du- a little t- turn like, off. Just, just turn like, okay, off. Dumb. The- Let's recontextualize dumb. Right. Let's get the um, inverted the nostalgia inverted of nostalgia, dumb. Yeah. What would we say? We got to be a little more... Uh, Willing to just <laughs> say whatever it is in the, like, the First thing that comes to mind. Uh-huh. Okay? Childlike? Childlike. Can we say? Yeah, like unedited. Uh-huh. Fred Durst did not go through it. He didn't like put pen to paper and go like, bitches ask for a sound check. Here's a sound check, bitch. He, that wasn't like a thing that he like looked at more than once. That was an ad He didn't take it to an editor. He right. didn't clear it with a label. He just went... That's the line. I don't know if he even wrote it down. He probably no! just said it. He just said it. It probably was chosen it. through a bunch is, of other. He probably said a bunch of things, and, and they're like, this and it's one. like, and it's also just like a a whole thing about like the, a neural. I was reading a whole like a whole uh, list of th- like a, a an intense article on how like when you explain something, it's different than when you perform something. It's why like the best teachers, the best like. Um, the people most knowledgeable in their craft will 
appear to be fumbling over their words or like unable to explain Mm -hmm. a thing that they do. Yeah. It's because it's an entirely different part of your brain. Right. It's like why people are like, we need science communicators because the best scientists like are not able to talk to a normal human being. Well, (laughs) it's that. And then like, I mean, specifically it's through the lens of like a performative task, like athletics or music Mm -hmm. um, that, it is just it it like we'll call it like this is the dumbness factor where you are unable to conceptualize what it is that you're doing like you're unable to put your actions into words totally yeah so like uh like a uh, on violin like an advanced bowing technique it is indescribable yeah like it's only through practice and repetition that you can unlock it and you can uh and with like working with like master teachers and stuff, they're never like, this is how you do it. And it's not because it's like a super secret that they like refuse to divulge the information of. It's that they literally can't describe it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, a, it's entirely outside of, uh, uh, of like an analytical, like logical thought. I think you can always try to break down elements of it. You a can thing. break down elements, but the yes. actual performance of it is indescribable totally and i mean that's something that i think is magic about music because as much as i mean if you could buy being good at an instrument which maybe you will be able to one day with like the brain chips but if you could um you know so many people would like the classic like old dude who's really rich and gets like a fancy expensive guitar but never learns to play it like that's just such a a trope and it's because there's something so different between the person that can actually sit down and learn something and really like invest the time to tr- to to figure out what it is to uh-huh. um to, you know to do the thing yes yeah and then the person that uh, just would would like would like it explained and and uh, can't actually put it into their own body. Uh-huh. I, yeah, it's and, and the thing is, is that you can. So it, it's that, and then like as a performer or an athlete, you can lose it. Yeah, it, it's the thing. Like you can internalize something, and then if you over, like if you start to overthink, you know, you get oh, the absolutely. yips. You yeah. know, like something like that. Like it, it's specifically like athletic and musical performance. Yeah, is, is where this happens with like classical competitions with piano. I used to like, it, I would be doing well like playing really well and then the moment I would think about it you know I would just be in I think it's flow state you know is what yeah. people would call it just playing really well and then the moment I would think about it I would uh, mess up and it was like the biggest hurdle was trying to train thoughtlessness but yes. it's not thoughtless you're like thinking so much but it has to be not it's all in the background and yes. and and then you're 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 just acting and then the thing is is that like when we like analyze like performers that like later on in their career, it can feel like they are forcing it or that they are like in a lot of bands that are like, you know, 20, 30 years into their discography. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're just like, you're just like a cover band of yourself. Uh huh. You know, like we, we see that a lot. Uh, and you know, it's something's not authentic about it. There's just something like missing. Right, right. This Limp Biscuit single. Nothing's missing. Nothing's for you. missing. 
It, that's the thing. That's what's beautiful about it. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that that's it. It's that it's it's twenty five years later, sure. And and Fred Durst has found a way to maintain Fred Durst flow state. And there is like because it's like um, there's even like a line in there like. People stay say that I need to change my style, but why would I? Because my style is kind of fresh. Horrible, horrible song. But the thing is, is that the sentiment behind it is actually beautiful. That is a that is a person that has gone their entire life without questioning themselves. Like not once. Well, and- okay, I would say maybe it's a. Maybe no, but it is good. It is good. It's good. That's the thing is that it is good. It's because the results are bad. I know that they're bad, uh-huh. but the but the core of it is good. Well, okay. Is there a way to exist in both realities where you somewhat question yourself, like enough that you're not? Um, a piece of trash to others. Like you try to like analyze your behavior well, and grow without. Um, cause there's like, there's definitely like, w- there are like no, there are no Twitter threads canceling Fred Durst. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> sure. Like he, he's, there you're are. You're not saying, yeah, you're saying there's nothing saying that he's necessarily a bad. He's just, he's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's nothing like there's nothing wrong or harmful about that uh-huh. is the thing. Like he, he has filled the world with this trap, but, but. But there's something beautiful about it. Mm-hmm. There's something there. It is authentic, I'm sure, to uh, to what it was. Right. What it has always been. It, what it has always been. Yeah. And and not everything is like that. And that's why I want to, like, think about it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, okay. I personally, like, think it's kind of cool when I get to see artistic growth over mm-hmm, someone's mm-hmm, career mm-hmm. but i understand what you're saying of something when someone doesn't grow often it sounds like they're just doing covers of their old thing right, exactly and so this is more like just a, a, a not a cover of an old style it's just another one just it's just another, another record one in the exactly same. yeah and that's what because it you know even like radiohead uh-huh Sometimes on the like last couple of records, it's because it's like you know. Obviously, Radiohead is better than Limp Bizkit. Yes, obviously. Yes, much. But as they approach an older age, Mm -hmm. a similar age, sometimes they're a little bit derivative of themselves, Mm. and it feels like a a like a grab. It's something that was right, right. Because they're old now. Yeah, and that then this you, I get I get what you're saying. I uh-huh. get what you're saying. It's not and, and making I, me like the song, but it's no, I no, no. Understand. I don't want you to like the song. <laughs> I want you to like the philosophical sure. concept uh-huh. of well, like managing to maintain a mind that into. Because the thing is, is that I'm seeing like I guess that like culturally. I see too many like thirty-two-year-olds that are just like robot people at this point. Yeah, they don't want to go and do a fun thing or embrace a spirit of adventure or just like live authentically. Yeah, you know, and that's like culturally, societally, everything is like a 
ecological collapse. Yeah, Hell world. There's many disincentives there. from taking any sort of financial risk. Yeah, is I think the core. Yeah, that's of that. the core. Yeah, that's the core. But um, but perhaps okay. So what what do you think shakes you out of it in your studies and your research? Well, I'm I'm personally shaking out of it by just like by listening go, to the song. Well, no, not this song, but like finding things and enjoying them wholeheartedly. Yeah, you know. And I think that that's just like a a, a first and foremost like uh, like good f- first move. Yeah, yeah, like finding things on your own and getting excited about them and sharing them. And uh, I mean, I've had a I've had some of that of just like uh, find yeah with, through this podcast some bands that you've shown that i definitely i mean i i've liked everything you showed mm-hmm. for the most part mm. <laughs> but there's a few that have gone back and have like been listening to their full albums and i have gotten into and that is exciting um and i'm trying i'm trying to i just wonder i think this is like just Figuring out how to do it as a practice, like this. Obviously, this podcast, with its weekly nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> attempt at weekly nature, attempt. is uh is like a, a big part of that practice. But how do you like do it in your day to day, in every other, you know, in other capacities, in cooking and right in well your, and, and it's I and okay, so this is again the the Zen of Fred Durst, sure, the the thing of like. You have to engage in things authentically and maintain um, a style that's kind of fresh. Are you just going to quote the entire song at me? <laughs> no, because there, there are like kind of, I don't know. I just find that there are things to think about here. Mm-hmm. And because the other thing, it's like engaging with new ideas with a open-hearted perspective um, while not just chasing a new personality every day, because that's like the other thing that you'll see of like. Oh, I know lots of thirty-year-olds that chase a new personality yes. constantly. I think that's the other end of the spectrum. Exactly, there's people that won't engage in new things, and then people that are like constantly trying to find their thing and chase a new personality. And it's there's a thin line where you also want to be like productive person that, that like can uh, i don't know yeah it's like, like how do you actualize yeah like this is actualization like you have to like find what your personality is and not be so stuck in like uh this is my rigid structure of my uh, you know how i experience reality right while also not being so flexible that, that you give in when you know, yeah, like because it hurt. It sucks more and more when you're older, and you like. I th- feel like when you're younger, this happens all the time, where some you do something that you know you don't want to do, and you, um, you know, go somewhere when you don't want to. You do something with someone that you don't want to, just because mm-hmm. it's like easier to say okay. And as you get older, it those kind of things like, um, start to, like, just feel worse and worse to the point where it's like. You start being like, I gotta, you know, stand up for what I what I want in moments and what I 
Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to get so far that way that you don't experience things. That's why I, I think that one of the things I definitely like define as a part of my personality is that I love new experiences. Right. So like I can I know I love new experiences. I know I'm always or often maybe not every single thing. I'm often down to try new things. Um, and but I also try to leave the space to be like, that was bad and I didn't like it. And right. I don't want to do it again. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Which, so I would psychologically theorize mm-hmm. that the path, sure, we could call it the Fred Durst equator. Equator? The equator. Okay. The Is middle that, the that wraps around uh-huh. of like, I feel like. This is an ode to fully enjoying mm-hmm. the thing that it is that you're doing, fully embracing the nowness of experience. Yeah. Through middle age. Yes. Are we, is that where, are we entering? Technically, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> while not chasing new personality types to like compensate Mm -hmm. still fully open-hearted just living on that fred durst equator the fred durst equator okay i'm i'm i don't know that i'm a fan of this song i would even go as far to say yeah you hate it that's fine not um but i (laughs) i do like this new terminology the fred durst equator and i will walk the line Uh uh-huh and uh, try to. Uh, I'm just saying that 25 years have passed, and the entire construction of the Limp Biscuit catalog is just someone coming in and going, like, here is a sick riff. Fred Durst going, that is a sick riff. Here is some absolutely inane bullshit that goes with the riff. Right. And everyone goes, like, cowabunga, thumbs up, print it. Yes. That is the the energy. It always has been. Uh-huh. And it continues to be. Right. And so many things that are like legacy acts. Uh-huh. Or, you know, there's clearly like money involved, and I think it's still on Warner and all of that. So many acts like this that goes through endless drafts and revisions, and like people are like squeezing the the tree to find like what is the the sweet sweet lip biscuit juice. You know, we have mm-hmm. to like oh we're gonna go we're gonna take it to a uh, what is it like a a, a group a group uh, like a focus group? focus group yeah. we have to focus group this new lip biscuit track. Yeah, no, this was not focus grouped. This was. Sick riff, bro. You got me feeling a certain kind of way. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. All right, what's the song if people want to listen to it? I don't what remember. What are we talking about? You don't I just, remember? I just looked up new Oh, Limp my Biscuit God. Song. Are you serious? I don't know. No, I, I refuse to do any research on this. I'm you don't know the name I'm of the song? I'm existing on the pure Fred Durst spectrum. <laughs> I know that there's... I, I That's that's just... that. I don't know. So, the wait, new so Limp Biscuit song. How did this song find you? Why did this happen? Why are we... What has gotten us here? I was scrolling around because I'm booking gigs and I'm promoting our tour and everything, and my friend Trevor... It posted it on their Facebook, and I All was right. like, "This is this is sick, amazing." All right, you heard it first here. Um, there is a new Limp Limp Biscuit song. 
Um, Just Google New Limp Biscuit song. It will come up. <laughs> oh, and it's not on Spotify. It's <laughs> only on YouTube. That's the only place they released it. Hell yeah. I love that. Maybe they don't know about streaming. They're so old. Well, YouTube was around the last time. No, that their last single is on Spotify, but they just like didn't bother. (laughs) Why? (laughs) You make more money on YouTube. Yeah, that's probably why. They probably were like, people will go. Two million YouTube views. They just made sixteen thousand dollars. Fred Durst is gonna buy a new like, uh, you know, wardrobe or whatever it is that he does. Who cares? Amazing, beautiful. In fact, um. All right, I this has been I don't heart radio. Yeah, I think this was the front and back. Yeah. There's oh nothing, no, it's the whole thing. Think, yeah. This is technically the best episode of the podcast. Technically flawless. Technically oh, and flawless. Speaking of it being flawless, if you are listening, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> you've made it so far. You must like us, right? Uh, please give it a five stars wherever you're listening, and give a rate, review, subscribe, wh- wherever you are getting this podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever. Um, it makes it come up in the algorithm. It means a lot. Uh, if you haven't yet done a five star or, you know, as Just, many stars. Yeah, thumbs as, up. Yeah. Yeah. Sick riff. All right. Sick riff. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Uh, also follow. I don't heart radio pod at gmail.com. You can email band uh, suggestions. Follow at summer like the season music on Instagram. And at a ton of underscore mastering. And then the podcast is at I Don't Heart Radio Pod. All right, we'll see you next week.